So welcome everyone to the Men's Yoga Podcast. We're starting a new segment here. We got uh, my brother Zach here and <clears throat> he's going to be joining us and on these new episodes. And then we have uh, Swami Chitananda. Oh, I, I said that wrong. Did I no, say that No, you wrong? said that right. No, it's see, not right. I, mean, I was challenging you to see if you were listening. That's what I was doing. Yeah, that's fine. Then. Okay. So, but yeah, Harium. We, Harium. Yeah. We, we just met Swami at uh, a, an event not too long ago. But we've, we've, we've crossed paths a couple times at some curtains. And uh, you put on a wonderful event uh, with us at Church 444. And... Uh, we're excited to kind of have you on here and start this new, these new sessions with you and you can share a little bit, uh, your wisdom, knowledge and, uh, and yoga with us. And sure. yeah. And it's at the start of this, pleasure. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you for doing this. And the start of this podcast to start this new, uh, these new sessions, we just want to get to get to know a little bit about you and, um, so the listeners can can tune into you a little bit more and okay. uh, and and ride the the vibe. So yeah. So to start again, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And um, I guess tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, where you're from. I'm originally from India. As you can see, I'm pretty brown. <laughs> and, uh, I lived in the UK for some time. And I was, uh, my, uh, the name that was given to me by my parents is Rahul, which is the name of uh, son of Buddha, which also means uh, the end of problems or maybe a solution. And uh, that is one identity that, uh, carries with me all the time and my spiritual name is Swami Chidanand which means eternal bliss uh, which was given to me by Sadhguru and I've been into different practices I've had different teachers I've trained with Sadhguru I've trained with Omanand I've trained with Parmanand I've trained with Brahmakumaris and I've trained with Osho. So uh, having said that, uh, what uh, was the driving force behind uh, getting all these things or, uh, or what is my main idea or what do I basically do is I try to be a scientist for magic, if you say. And there's this magic within all of us, whether we are living, non-living, organic, inorganic, because even being doing nothing, we are still doing a lot of complex things. We turn bananas, which we eat in the morning, into ourselves over an afternoon. Evolution takes that to happen millions of years. So there's definitely a magic which is happening within us, even the non-organic things like stones or rocks. They are held at a very specific uh, arrangement. Uh, some are, some may crystalline, some may be metallic, some may be something in a bit of a mixed state like plasma. And how is that happening? So that was the first question that was coming in my mind. And uh, you are pretty much aware of the Nadi Yoga or the Yoga of the Vibrations, I guess. Uh, when I was very young, I recall that uh, when I was walking uh, through a corridor or I was basically walking near a door, I would always touch things. My parents, my family, my even my wife, who was my girlfriend a long time ago, they always were asking, why, why are you touching everything? Why are you trying to carry all the germs and stuff like that? But uh, I feel that I was trying to see something as if I was blind. I was trying to see something or touch something or experience something which was not in my perception. And my, uh, the, the most uh, 
powerful way of knowing something is i guess by touching it i'm a, i i like to ground i like to walk barefoot on the ground and i understand a lot of things by doing it and the first thing uh, i see yoga in a different way for a lot of people yoga is poses for a lot of people yoga is the meditation but and if if you ask anybody like what what's the first picture that comes to your mind when you think of yoga it's pretty much a bearded man standing in tree pose or maybe sukhasana and he's doing his sadhana right and he's trying to be everything and nothing in the pose he's trying to be which is the raja yoga he's trying to know himself which is the gyan or the knowledge now knowledge is not only from books or narration it can there's a whole abundance of knowledge within us you will it might have happened to you or anybody that you sensed things you somebody was lying to you and you knew they were lying to you how did this knowledge come to you this is your inner knowledge which comes out of different energies or different sometimes due to trauma sometimes due to good energy sometimes due to happy energy sometimes due to fear it triggers and then there comes the devotion the uh, yogi is devoted he is not moving he is not being bothered he is not bothered to eat he is not bothered to drink all he is doing is breathing and that is one type of sadhana but it's not necessarily one way what yoga and our indian culture primarily advocates is inclusion inclusion of everything and removal of boundaries it's a very complex thing to say that oh you should have boundaries you should have something you should have a layer but the only way you can be limitless is having no boundaries and when you don't have any boundaries you can only exist as one you cannot be different from the tree or insect which is walking around you or standing around you because you're the part of the same universe and to come to that realization uh, there were a lot of factors which were in playing subconsciously and accidentally i would say uh having said that like it's uh, world women's day and i would like to mention my mother because i don't think i would have been what i am today if it wasn't her my mother never taught me anything uh, whatever uh, skills i have say uh, carpentry or life skills or management skills it's all from my father he was always scolding me he was always trying to make me and mold me into things uh, he wanted me to be which is not a bad thing he did what the best he can to his understanding he used to take us to pilgrimages he used to take us to tours and things like that and even he wasn't aware what he was doing but he was doing it but my mother she played a very important role uh, in my making or in anyone's making as a matter of fact because the every day she would cook for us she is not getting paid she is normally educated she is not having a very high qualification she was never qualified in yoga or anything or any stuff but all she was doing she was devoted she was devoted to cook and nurture us and this was the bhakti towards uh, towards making us what she wanted i see there's a statue behind you of ganesha and if you have read the story of ganesha how parvati made ganesha in her own image with her own sweat and dirt and everything so this is what my mother did 
when she was feeding us or uh, when she was taking care of us she was doing this she was transferring her energy of curiosity she's a very curious person she likes to taste new things she likes to experiment new things she likes to put get get her hands dirty with plants she can grow literally a 12 feet banana tree in a pot so these kind of things she was transferring constantly uh through her sacrifice every day and she's still doing for my brother's children and everything she's doing it nonstop it's constant sadhana she's devoted she she knew thing like she knew when it would rain she knew when it was uh, gonna happen something she always had intuitions it was the knowledge it was the gyan within her uh, she did it tirelessly not a single break it was her karma what made us as the ganesha or the bright god within us was enlightened uh just what by she did every day and uh the most important of she being a nobody uh was always in a pleasant state if ever we get a chance uh i'll uh, if you meet my mother doesn't matter what happens she's always happy she is not a very uh you know different kind of personality but you can see that being nothing is also a very pleasant state because you can be everything you can be a mother you can be a father you can be a teacher you can be a nurturer you can be a gardener you do not stick to one thing and that possibility makes you something limitless which we did on the mahashivratri workshop uh, experiencing the nothingness within us and i was when i was born i had club feet so i was a bit crippled uh, in that way so out of all three siblings i was i got more attention i was fed by hand uh, by my mother uh, up till the age of 12 i guess and that kind of uh, you know induced a lot of curiosity in me about knowing things about uh, reengineering things about opening things and seeing what's inside and you cannot dissect everything to know you there has to be another way and i was looking for a yoga studio and i was walking to the studio and i stumbled upon a free meditation course at brahma kumaris that was my first experience and uh, i didn't even know what and what was they going to do but i was happy to take that risk just because of that constant driving force of me getting liberated or me getting to that state where i know something which i don't know right now and it's a little hard to accept as well being in the current uh, environment that we don't know something it's very important to acknowledge the gap or void which is there because until we acknowledge that gap or the void this this we won't take that step going to uh, pursue something which uh which is not even known or which is not even in our perspective and uh that's how i started my yoga journey and i do a lot of things uh, i do uh, raj yoga i do tantric and occultist practices uh, having said that it has a very bad name but it's not always bad it tantra means basically techniques and uh even simple techniques could uh become into a big uh uh occult which can induce different uh stuff or different desires it's mostly uh, related 
to sexual or black magic but because that's the market i guess but if you see it this way it's more of a manifesting uh power for yourself and for others you want to help out and uh i try to also experience different cultures including mine and uh make sense like what was happening then and what's happening now and make it more relatable for the current generation to accept it when they have been brainwashed for several years of how to be ashamed of whatever they are and how to be sticking to a closed boundary uh which is not bad uh at all but that's not the only way and uh the only way to liberation or to be free out of this cycle is when you turn all the stones when you pick up and experience everything you're here to experience life not avoid life and once you experience everything then you'll pass on to the next whatever it is in a state in a place you don't know but uh right now what being uh, in a state where there's a constant uh uh a staticness within you around you and uh that is what is you need every time when that staticness is within yourself it's your health when that aestheticness goes a little outside in your emotions it becomes love when it is uh, in your surrounding it's your success and when you are emitting it like sun then you are the bliss so these kind of things uh, when i learned through different people and i tried doing it to myself and i found that it works and I was working in aerospace basically making weapons uh less than a year ago and uh it also was a factor that kind of pushed me like I don't want to make weapons anymore and I want to dedicate my full life to something which is more fruitful and more life nurturing than destroying anything when going back to when you were a child and you were touching uh these objects what what is it that you were feeling like were you feeling like vibrations or what can you put even words to that so uh in india if you i don't know if you know about it the houses are not of wood they are basically concrete so when you are even touching a wall it's actually grounding to the soil and what i found so far about me that uh, i draw a lot of my energy through earth we talk about all the constellations and all the zodiacs and everything but we forget the main component which is just under our feet which is earth which is a big magnet with molten iron uh, you know flowing inside it and imagine how much of energy it can transmit and i was constantly looking for that uh, vibration and energy i i clearly remember sometimes i was very drained and i would just stick my hand to a wall and i was okay and i was doing things normally again but not only this i would get energy through that but i was also getting a lot of perception perception about what's going to happen or how things might turn up or what will be the consequences now uh a lot of people think there are good things and there are bad things it's not like that there's nothing good and bad it's something is sync with you and something is in the opposite wavelength it's just that now if it sync with you and if it works for you it's not necessary to work for other person and as long as it's not affecting anybody you can experience both of it and uh, this is what i can put into words like when i was 
trying to touch these vibrations. I was trying to basically judge them at some point, whether uh, this is sinking with me or this is not sinking with me. The moment if I see that it's draining me instead of energizing me or making me happy, I used to withdraw. And this was this is something we all should do in our day-to-day lives because we will interact with n number of things and nothing is bad, but something is a valley or a sink for you. And when you touch it, or by touch, I'm not saying physically touch it. You touch it in different ways. You touch it with energy. With the, you touch it with your uh, wavelengths and uh, your like something just came to your house and your house feels like all dull. So these kind of things will uh, we need to understand like when we need to stop them because at the end to blossom say say you're a flower and if there's a weed growing next to you you need to somehow stop that coming to your side if because that will affect your blossom and you should be the most selfish person when it comes to be talking about being blossoming because when you're in the full blossom and the full life then only uh, you will experience everything you will experience past present and future in the same time because you'll be a watcher of all this or the witness of all this which is happening so i hope i was able to put it in yeah. some words yeah no that was nice when so where did yoga kind of come in to your life then between you entering that meditation to designing or engineering weapons for aerospace? So uh, I was constantly working. Uh, so this happened, yoga started coming in bits, uh, in bits and pieces. So say, uh, as I said, my father was taking us to pilgrimages. So there are different pilgrimages in India, uh, especially related to Shiv. Why he used to do that, he even doesn't know that, possibly. It was something inside him which was asking him to do that. But uh, whenever we used to do such kind of a trip, uh, we I kind of observed now that we had a big amount of peace and happiness for some long duration in the family. Every family has their own uh, ups and downs, fights, anger, everything, right? But whenever we used to do these kind of things and we were experiencing such stuff, then before going to the first uh, meditation event uh, class or something, you would say, I experienced a lot of uh, kumbha melas. Kumbha melas are, uh, these are kind of, uh, fairs for the saints and sages. So it happens once in four years in different locations. Uh, once in Ujjain, once in Allahabad, once in some place. So uh, this is an event where you'll find different kind of yogis. And uh, this is a very interesting thing to experience in one's lifetime because uh they all are unique they all are energized in different ways some of them are aghoris who eat the flesh of the dead from the corpse some of them are brahmacharis which is they maintain a celibacy and uh integrity of their they do not eat from anybody they do not touch from uh, they don't even touch other people basically so you can see this contrast right uh, which is one eating directly from the flesh of the dead and another person who is maintaining the purity to its full but the energy that is transmitted or uh, radiated from either one of them is quite identical and uh, these kind of small experiences kind of made me curious 
why didn't i feel bad going to uh, a ghori sadhu who's eating flesh from the dead why is that and why is his wisdom sounds like the wisdom of the other person who's by books who's the most ideal being so why is that and uh, as slowly i experienced a lot of things i understood that you cannot have light without darkness you cannot have summer without winter it's the yin yang of everything and once you have and you try to come to a point where you stop judging both of them you just watch you just see life as it is and that's what we all need to do even right now where there's a war going on some people are taking the side of ukraine some people are taking the side of russia some people are doing some other shit sorry for my language but it's okay uh, we're all yeah. here <laughs> yeah but the thing is we all are picking a side we all are picking an identity and we must understand this our brain uh works or our energies work according to the identity we pick on like if i pick on my identity of rahul i bring solutions anything so if it's a problem i'll bring solution when i pick on the identity of chidan i'm just being happy like a child that's why a lot of people call me the kid so uh if you're a father right you are nurturing to your children and at that point your feminine and motherly energies are acting whether you want it or not that does not make you any less of a man but that particular identity and energy is working when you want to particularly do a certain task your wife when she want to scold or protect your children she's acting fatherly right and her masculine energy is working and that does not make anything less of a, a woman we have everything it's for us to identify which one to pick and which one to activate what identity i need to give to myself if i need to give an identity of a friend if i need to give an identity of a witness if i need to give an identity of uh, somebody uh who's empath uh so these kind of things we need to judge and uh i'll tell you a recent experience like there was this woman uh i met lately and she was she was very confused and in a lot of trauma and she was giving me the vibes of uh like an opposite sex attraction kind of vibe and she didn't just to talk to me and i was like uh, a bit confused because i was not quite interested but i did felt that there was some kind of void or misorientation in her and i immediately activated my empath identity and once i did that she stopped radiating that uh opposite sex uh attraction towards me and she was more like a disciple immediately and she started crying she started telling her heart out and i just did nothing i just listened to her and that was her whole therapy without even knowing but uh it helped her in every way sometimes we do not know so which knife to use if i if i give you a knife to sew a cloth you cannot do that right you need a small knife for doing precision work you need a bigger knife for other things you need different kind of uh sand papers for different kind of finishes but we try to rub everything with the same a uh, kind of tool like if you have a hammer i'll hit with every so that is something we need to stop doing we need to understand that there is an another possibility or reason behind somebody 
acting some way. Uh, I'm not very friends with my own brother, to be honest. And he's the least fed child of my mother. Like he always used to eat from himself. And there was a time in life I was quite the enemy of him. But now I see that he was deprived from the every meal that my mother used to give us. Not because my mother didn't give him, but because it was his own wish to eat his own food in his own way. And that is a big difference between like all of the, like my sister is very sink in with me because she was also fed till the age of seven, eight. And uh, she completely, if I say something, she'll understand in once. And, uh, but if I say anything to my brother, he'll never understand it. He'll, he'll be always on the negative, uh, the other wavelength. And when I understand this, I stop hitting him because it's not his fault. It's not his fault. He lies on another wavelength. It's just how he is. And if he is like that, he's meant to be like that. That's it. And all of my problem solves. Do you so, think, do you yeah. think that energy transferred from your mom to you, to your sister in comparison to your brother, do you think that was a, like a physical exchange of energy? Cause I mean, she obviously loved you all. And, but like you were saying how there was a difference between the feeding, but then there was this, almost this love and this bhakti within your mom that was transferred to you. Do you think it was through like the physical touch of that? Yes, I would say that to a greater extent. And not only that, as I said, I was the most pampered because I had club feet. I couldn't walk till the age of three years. I had a lot of operations and everything. So she took extra care of me. And I was like, I was I'm elder, a younger like 10 years younger than my brother. That's so, what I was going to ask. What's the age difference? Are you the baby? Yeah, yeah, I'm the baby. So I'm the baby baby. So Same. I uh, feel you on that one. <laughs> yeah. So I got a lot of uh, care and attention. Not, and this uh, amplified more because by the time I was born, my sister was 11 years old. And it was not only my mother, but also my sister doing the same thing to me. So I would say I was privileged. I had the brown privilege, if you say. <laughs> <laughs> mom. So, yeah, through mom. And uh, as I said, she would never teach anything to anybody. But just being with her, you'll know things. And because she doesn't tries to judge anything. She accepts everything as it is. And that is what yoga is. It's the inclusion. You accept everything as it is. When the moment you try to judge or bring a perspective or bring an idea without having an actual conversation or some kind of interaction, you are naturally creating a boundary and the energy cannot uh, pass through that boundary and as I said my brother he was always a self-doing person so he always ate his food and he always ran away here and there and because he was very bodily strong and built my parents even didn't care because they were not worried of him getting hurt they were always worried of other people getting hurt of him so <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, kind of sad, but uh, it is how it is. And this helps me to give a closure to whatever ill I thought of him at some point. And I don't feel uh, ashamed of having uh, this kind of opinion about my own brother. And I'm talking about it because if I do not acknowledge it, it will still grow somewhere uh, as a tumor, if you say, when whatever you shut down and keep in a box in your uh, mind or subconscious, it'll blow up like a volcano someday. And uh, whether it's your desire, whether it's 
your life, whether it's your work or whether it's a relationship, you, whatever you shut down or create a boundary or you don't want to tackle will become something of a tumor. And we do that mainly due to fear? Yes. We not only fear, but uh, I think we are uh, Jealousy ashamed. Ashamed. Yeah, there's a lot of shame in a lot of people uh, regarding everything, like the, the way they look, the way they walk, the way they do things. And I can say Would that... Would that be jealousy the, too, though? Because you have to be jealous to, in order to be ashamed. Now, jealousy could be positive as well. So, uh, say Matt, uh, somebody kidnaps... I don't wish that. It's mm-hmm. just a hypothetical thing. Somebody kidnaps Crystal, right? If you do not have the element of jealousy or anger in yourself, you will never go and rescue her, right? Mm-hmm. Say, I don't know if you've heard of the story of Ram, Rama. and uh, So Rama's wife was abducted by Ravan. And people say, oh, you know, Rama, he left his wife and this and that. But he walked 3,000 kilometers in that time where there was no GPS. Now, if there was no jealousy, if there was no anger within the most calm person on the planet, which is Ram, he would have found a local solution, right? He, he was the most beautiful prince. He was, he can, he could have got any kingdom he wanted. He had all the weapons. He had the nuke of that time. And he would have found a local solution. Why to walk 3000 kilometers in search of somebody? It's just because the anger and jealousy worked, but he, his anger and jealousy was for a positive reason. If he, if he wouldn't have been angry, why would he go to rescue? So, so a lot of people say anger is your vice. It's a bad thing. No, you need anger. You need uh, laziness. But to some extent, anything that overpowers you <laughs> will give you problem. Even if it's love. If you're overly loving, you will spoil people. Right? If you overly care, you make them spoon-fed. Which should never be the case. Everything should Everything be in moderation, including moderation, including moderation. moderation. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the shame that triggers and we are made to be shamed of everything. And in that case, I'm the most shameless person. Like I was not able to walk straight for half of my life. I'm shorter than my wife and I have, I, I'm still quite fair now. I was, way dark and yeah so there were a lot of things to have shame about but uh, I decided that if it's to be if there's something to be shamed about it's uh, to be shamed about not trying if you do not try you do not know right you you'll be regretting something when you are about to die when your bulb is about to fuse and that that's a real shame that oh i did not look into this aspect just because i was too ashamed of fearing this fearful yeah. yeah exactly yeah fear is again is one thing but again fear is just a reaction if you say mm-hmm. so uh something has happened in past. So we, we fear our memory and then we create an imagination. So this is what happens. But fear is just a reaction of being ashamed. If I told you, like, you know, you are the most beautiful person. If everybody who comes around you and tells you, you are the most beautiful person, there's no other person more beautiful than you, you will do whatever you wish you will do whatever you wish you will do you will bring you will start taking up the projects which you left in the box years ago 
you're making me limitless. You're making me believe. Yes. You're giving me yes. the, yeah, yeah. The one way to do is yoga because the most important element of uh, out of the five elements is the element of sound or the space. There's limited matter in the cosmos which we look at. We do not look at the li- unlimited space. How l- unlimited it is. You cannot count it. You cannot measure it. And if you compare it with any kind of uh, spiritual religious book, and if it describes about God, it is essentially the space because you cannot measure it. It's neither born. It's not destroyed. What can you do to space? You can put some punch in the air or space and nothing will happen. You can do all you want, right? You cannot fight against it. All you can do is be with it. When you are with this whole space and universe, imagine the whole universe is standing behind, saving you, doing things for you without even lifting a small finger. So that is yoga to me and that is being united to everything. When, um, like you trained with some, seems some, some heavy lifter, heavy lifting gurus there. <laughs> um, how was that experience? And, uh, well, yeah, what was that like? And it was, uh, say, I don't know if you watched Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange? Um, I was, yeah. Yeah. I, I was, <laughs> I was an ignorant asshole like that. And, uh, I was thinking that I know everything or at least I know something and I was uh, I You're was the ultimate. Sure. You're the best. <laughs> Not ultimate, but I, I was like, I can, because I did engineering in my mass, uh, in my bachelor's. So I had this dissecting uh, point of view to everything. So I can re-engineer everything. That was my thought process and uh, when I approached these people with this thing I was shoved into the ground straight away (laughs) without even uh, they telling me anything it was just their presence Uh, I didn't meet Osho I Osho is just like he died day before I was born yeah but Sadhguru and uh, my other teachers uh just their presence was enough to shove me directly to the ground and I was humbled straight away without, uh, so that everything was happening without direct point of contact. And I was so amazed to see how that can even happen. There was a lot of communication happening without being talking. There was a lot of uh, things which were given to me or blessed to me without even asking. And I was quite amazed with all the experiences I had. And I don't know if you have uh, read the story of Eklavya. So Eklavya was a boy back in ancient India and he was deprived from being educated by Dronacharya. But he was a disciple who summoned Dronacharya in within himself. So when the magic of being limitless is, if I want to learn something from Sadhguru and I cannot get hold of him every day, or maybe if I want to get something from Osho and uh, he's dead, basically. So even if I want it, he cannot come. But I can summon that consciousness, that knowledge within me if I am connected to the entire universe because that footprint of energy will remain in the cosmos. doesn't matter what you do. It does not get destroyed. It might change its forms. It might change its uh, way of uh, existing, but it's there. And when you bring so much awareness and a perception within you, 
plus add it add a whole lot of devotion devotion is very important like the bhakti kirtan we do we just don't do anything but still it's a very powerful thing because we are devoted with all our energy it's trying to focus it's like a convex glass or something which focuses all our energies and radiation to one particular point i don't know uh, if uh, i did experience uh, astral traveling i don't control it but uh, the people who experienced me traveling to them they tell me that it's been three times including one time with my wife uh, they felt my presence like i was there and i was kilometers away from them and uh, it's still something i'm working on but uh, when your energies are so strong you can feel you can make your feel presence uh, make, make your presence feel or you can feel the presence of someone else which you would need they might not be living it's not like calling a ghost through an uja boat but it's like taking what you want it can turn into a uja boat if you are not careful enough what are you asking for because when you are not careful enough or so we have this saying uh, in our religion like hindu religion or indian religion so when you ask god or the kalpavriksha anything you have to be descriptive you have to tell things in very detail there's a story that a guy he went under the and sat under the kalpavriksha and he asked for food so all the good food came he asked for drinks all the drinks of the world came he drank it nobody says free no to free food free stuff right so he had it and then he after drinking he got a bit delusional and said who are who's bringing all this he doesn't know he's sitting under a wishing tree and he says uh you know uh, is there ghosts ghost king are you going to kill me they killed us so whatever you wish you have to be very careful about it so having said that any occult or any tantra is basically being careful in putting up the intentions to get your desired thing manifested you cannot you can possibly manifest things uh without even lifting finger but you have to be careful because everything comes at a price everything might have consequences and this is what karma yoga is that your life is your karma if you are doing a certain thing and if you think that you would not be affected by you can be affected positively or negatively it's a totally different thing but you have to take in uh the consideration that all of those things can happen and when you take that there will be literally no bad consequences because you were ready for whatever that's going to come if i want to jump in the lake in cold water i'm prepared for it it might freeze me nearly to death but i'm prepared for it but if i go oh and i won't freeze i will try and jump right so there will there will be a shock in the body mm-hmm. right it will release a different kind of hormones which can cause poison so it's and our body reacts to everything that we think and uh intend basically yeah. so basically if we are intending so why black magic is bad is because when you're intending something bad your body is also releasing the same kind of poison this uh, people call me what do you call that uh, uh conspiracy guy conspiracist or something like that yeah yeah so conspiracy uh, theorist I, yeah i told yeah. one somebody that uh, i never got sick in covid and uh, just because i kept myself calm 
because I know, and there was this uh, lady, she had diabetes and I gave her the same example. And she kind of, you know, raged with me without even listening to me. So diabetes, yes, it's genetic a lot of times, but the reason it happens is the main reason is stress. When you're constantly in stress, you'll have blood pressure and diabetes because your stress hormones are constantly releasing, adrenaline is releasing, your heart is pumping more, your body is generating more insulin to absorb more uh, glucose. Now, if you're overusing it every time and if you're not lowering your breath down, because the lower your breath, the more you'll live. It's simple science. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you will induce things like diabetes and similar things were happening with corona because people were panic, panicking these hormones were constantly releasing and seizing them the basic life support which they needed at the time of corona I just said that and I got like all the you know shoes and bashes and whatnot. she said you don't you are you are pathetic you you don't understand somebody has diabetes how could you say that my father has diabetes a lot of people have diabetes and i know how it is to be with i am not insensitive to it but if my father has a problem and if i have the same problem i'm not the evolution of my generation or my race Right, a cheetah has to be faster than its preceder did, right? Mm-hmm. So every new generation has to bring this awareness. So why do you do yoga? Because it's not only for you; it's also for your legacy that's coming for your children, right? You want to have them a life with where they can become everything and anything, right? But if they do the same mistake, oh, my dad had this, so I will naturally have this. You are actually asking for it. Exactly. Whether you like it or not. Exactly. Yeah. Honestly, it's just like hereditary. I was watching a doc like a few years ago and the, the term hereditary, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Because there are kids who are, um, they were, um, what am I trying to say? Mm-hmm. Um, well, they were, they were adopted, right? How do they have the same traits as their adopted parents when it's not genetics? It's the mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's all with the mind. When you're stressed, as you're saying, have a dessert because it's stressed backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go oh, have a dessert. Change your mind. Change your thought. <laughs> my family had no club feet in my hereditary. I had it. Why? Because my mother was very, she's very small in height and I was born like 10 and a half pounds after the water was drained. And only if she was introduced to some kind of yoga and she would have done some kind of asanas like malasana, uh, she might not have the same problem uh, like me growing enlarged, gigantic in the womb, right? And I wouldn't have club feet. So there is an explanation to everything only if we are willing to look for it. If we are not willing to look for it and if we shut our eyes also, and open to hear it that's the thing too yeah you gotta yeah, be so really open uh if you've ever seen a pigeon if your cat runs on a pigeon the pigeon closes its eyes thinking it's gone you rest of the story you're smart enough to conclude yeah, and, <laughs> yeah so that's what is happening happening to each one of us we just close our it's eyes like the media close your eyes don't look at the media don't look at yeah. anything <laughs> it's getting a bit controversial, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what made you uh, step away from uh, your your work that you obviously spent years towards um, doing and, and just focus on yoga? So uh, seeing that, uh, especially like in the pandemic, uh, I was earning good money, to be honest, and I was lucky enough to buy a house. I was lucky enough to do a lot of things. But uh, just when there was this U.S. election, uh, this was a big, uh, like I did yoga and I was never using it. I 
did learn a lot of things and i was actually not bothered enough to use it in my day to day life and uh, it was just sitting down like a gun which was never being going to be used and uh, there was this us elections and all of my teammates and people were trying to basically pray uh, that trump wins so he'll start a war if he starts war we'll make more f35 jets and this was this kind of knocked me really bad like i am wishing for you know uh, people to basically uh, have uh, something intent to kill other people we do not know how bad uh, it is until it happens people were intending for war some people were intending intending for war who got jobless during this pandemic uh, after biden won because there was no sign of war with, uh, and all they were doing was making weapons now what are they wishing for they what are they vibrating for they are vibrating for people to die mm-hmm. right yeah and we i don't want that we don't want that so uh, i kind of uh, manifested myself to got get laid off my work and i was the last day i worked was everybody was laid off and i was not laid off and i was like damn i don't want to do this <laughs> like uh that day 150 people were laid off in my factory itself and I was, it was very emotional for me and i went home i literally cried and i was like i don't want to work and the next morning i get a call okay you're laid off too and i said thank you i'm so happy and i was yeah. like yeah and then i started a different route i started doing different things and whatever is happening things are working out very well things are happening uh, even if i'm not putting out of effort and i'm happy about it at least i'm not killing somebody yeah you 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 found a path that's leading you towards something something yeah it's just mm-hmm. interesting how your path of what somewhat of a dark path led you to the light you know yes you if that was it. not there i would you, have exactly been what i am right now so or have opened your eyes and your spirit yeah i would never But use to- these things to help people i was just Yeah, I know things. I used to go to people and I used to not talk about like what I know, what I don't know. But it was always this that I'm okay, yeah, it, I know it. I don't need to tell anybody. I it's a nuclear deterrent for me. I can use it sometimes. Well, I think we're going to probably end the podcast now. I think we probably went maybe a little bit over time, but uh okay. I think it turned out really well for our first one and I'm looking forward to having these and sharing your teachings and sharing conversations with people and we'll see where this goes and uh but yeah thank you so much for your time uh this has been wonderful uh and uh we'll see everybody on the next podcast and before we end can we do a shanti mantra so that yes of course it's definitely needed right now so yes uh thank you. close your eyes Om Sarve Sarve Bhavantu Bhavantu Sukhinaha Sukhinaha Sarve Sarve bhavantu sukhinaha sarvantu sukhinara sarve sarve bhavantu sukhinaha sarvantu sukhinara om shanti 
Shanti. 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 Rub your palms and put on your eyes. So we wish for everybody's happiness. That's a short one. I use a lot of time. Peace, peace, and peace. Peace.